I mean, where else can you see Grace fully? Like, beloved, there is a perfect plan set over your life. You better walk forward in full Godfidence. Hey guys, it's Gracie. Have the best day ever. Hugs, loves, and blessings from above. <laughs> hey guys, happy Thursday. Welcome to my wonderful podcast. This is See Gracefully. I am your host, Grace. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys. The struggle is so real. I feel like I'm losing my voice. Ugh. But the show must go on. So bear with me. I know that was struggle bus. So sorry for putting that in you guys' ears. <laughs> Welcome, you all. Thank you so much once again for joining me. It is a beautiful Thursday. What a joy it is to be alive and well and be able step out into the earth, fulfilling yet another day within our destined purpose. Doesn't that excite you? Like, be super excited about that, right? Okay, guys, so we have a really cool show for you. Of course, it is the end of the month. So what does that mean? That means we have our men's monologue today. I'm so excited. This is one of my absolute favorite segments that we do once a month at the end of each month. The last Thursday, we have our men's monologue. So what that is, for those of you who are new to my show, it is the segment where we allow men the free space to just talk about issues that may be surrounding their lives or different topics within current events or whatever is going on. Um, you know, relations against the sexes, you know, so just different topics that we gear towards hearing the wisdom and insight from our fellas. Because ladies, let's just be real. Sometimes we talk way too much. I mean, like, think about it. They literally gave me a whole show where they want me to talk the whole time. So <laughs> and I signed on super fast, super easily because I was like, yes, I talk all the time. Let me do it. Okay, but anyway, it's just a safe space where I invite men from all walks of life, different backgrounds to give their perspective from the male psyche. And ladies, it's our chance to just hear them out. Let the men speak. So often we don't get to hear from our fellas and what they really have to say. So I love this segment. We are going to dive right in because this one is a good one. And we have a super special guest. I cannot wait for you guys to hear from this amazing man. So really quick, let me break down the show. We have our men's monologue, like I just spoke of. Then we're gonna dive into our spotlight star of the week. And then we'll close it out with our verse of the week. But like I said, this men's monologue is so good. I really just wanted to kind of allot enough time for our man of the week to speak and drop that knowledge and wisdom on us. So. Yes, let me do our housekeeping for the week. If you know of any friends, any people that you have heard or you just enjoy their sound, submit them for our Spotlight Star of the Week. Every week I highlight a different artist, musician, up-and-comer, somebody who's already known 
and we play their music right here on my platform. It's a really dope opportunity just to get some more exposure and to get their music heard. I am in support of the arts. I'm in support of music. As you guys know, I am a musician and songwriter and singer myself. So it's just a really cool place where I allow other fellow artists to get their sounds heard. And we are an international show, you guys. This is a platform that is reaching the world. We have listeners over in Asia. We have listeners in Australia and Fiji. We have listeners in Europe and Africa. And I'm just so blessed, so thankful. So if you want to get your music heard on here, please, please, please be sure to submit you can submit yourself. I don't care. Ain't no, ain't no shame in it. Do your thing. <laughs> I'm all for self-promoting and marketing. You got to do what you got to do. So definitely submit. And then also, if you know anyone who would be a perfect candidate for our Acts of Grace, which is highlighting the people who do work in the community, who have the servant's heart and are making a change and difference in this world, please submit them. And then lastly, if you have a grace note, which is a question, if you have any sort of question that you just want my advice or my take on, I am more than happy to answer you guys. And you can send all of those submissions to our email account at cgracefully at gmail.com. That's the letter C, G-R-A-C-E-F-U-L-L-Y at gmail.com. But okay, guys, enough talking. You know I can talk forever. That's literally why you listen to me is because I can and do talk forever. But tonight, it's not about me. We are going to delve right into our men's monologue. So without further ado, enjoy our men's monologue. Okay, guys, getting into my favorite segment. We do this once a month, our men's monologue, where we bring on amazing men to really just speak their mind, give us insight into topics that they may be faced with or that they deal with on a day-to-day. So today's men's monologue features my absolute favorite man in the whole wide world. He actually happens to be my Faja, the first man I ever loved and the only one who's ever loved me properly. So (laughs) we are going to bring to you Mr. Pastor Chaplain Retired Colonel. I don't know. He has so many titles, but I love him so much. I call him old man, daddy, daddy, Clark McGriff. Say hi, daddy. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for coming on and joining us today. Good to be here. Yay. Okay, so we're just going to ask you a few questions, and the floor is all yours. Okay, Daddy? So speak your mind. Tell it like it is. What does it mean to be a man? (laughs) (laughs) Well, being a man is is unique. It's just good to be a man with your senses, with the various responsibilities that you may have. Now, I'm I'm a man that... Is married, been married for uh, almost 40 years. And uh, I've got children, I've got grandchildren, I've even got a great grandson. <laughs> and so to have a complete set of relationships all around me really makes being a man uh, even more exciting. Now, I'm at a stage of life because I'm retired from one profession and continuing on with another uh, profession, I'm in a 
what I would call a sweet spot because retirement is not overrated. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing to be able to look back on the life that you've led. I'm 64 years old now. To look back on the life that you've led and to see a lot of great accomplishments, uh, not only personally, but see the accomplishments uh, of your children and now your grandchildren and to watch them uh, grow and develop and to know that they are all healthy and uh, pursuing uh, the things that they've dreamed about through the years, it's really a good place to be. Uh, I've still got hey, what uh, I used to hear the older people say in my day, a reasonable portion of my health and my strength. So that's a good thing. And so uh, just being alive is a lot of fun. And you being the first and one of the few examples that I still to this day have been able to see as an amazing man in my life and being the first example of that. Um, I remember there's a saying you would always tell me of like the makings of a man. Can you tell me kind of like what entails the makings of a man? Because there's some people, you know, just because they're male doesn't necessarily mean they're quite men. But what are some of the things that are kind of like telltale makings that kind of make you a man? Oh, that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think for me, it was important to have to have a particular passion mm-hmm. at an early age. I, I never knew exactly what I wanted to be and, and what I've become, the things I'm doing now. I really didn't have an idea that I would uh, be doing these things. But I had some parents. I had a mother who was very passionate about me doing, in, in her eyesight, doing the right thing. And so she was very adamant about me, you know, uh, doing well in school and not getting into trouble and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my own father gave me a wonderful example uh, of work ethic. Well, both of my parents, really. Uh, but my dad, in particular, who was not an educated man, you know, he, I don't think he even completed the eighth grade barely, but he was an extremely hard worker. He was extremely dependable. And he'd wake up every day, and go to work, and he would have multiple jobs because, you know, being uneducated, he had to have multiple jobs to help take care of the family. And so I grew up seeing the value of work and hard work and honest work. So I guess that really stuck in my mind. So I don't have a lot of talents. I'm not, not very talented. But one thing uh, I, I can say is that I know how to work. And I also know the value of loyalty. I watched my father in particular. Uh, whatever he did, he was extremely loyal to me. He was pumping gas. Uh, he was a, a great gas pumper. If he was a guy, he changed, if he had a job uh, changing tires on cars. He was very loyal to that. And so I saw great work ethic and loyalty. And I think for a man, those two things are extremely important. Loyalty and work ethic. What are some of the, I guess, maybe unseen societal pressures and expectations put on to a man? Like for women, you know, we don't necessarily always see the pressures that are dealt 
um, or that men have to deal with, because they always say that saying like, oh, men have the weight of the world on their shoulders. I know that a lot of that is society based, but what are some of those types of pressures and what does that feel like? Well, you're correct uh, about societal pressures. And I'm, I'm not sure where, when it really happened with me, but uh, from an early age, I've always been a pretty independent thinker. I, I was never one that followed the crowd. I typically led the crowd. Uh, if, if there was anything going to be happening, I, I was kind of the leader. So I didn't just tag along, but I created my own kind of thing and folks joined me. And so I think for, for my own development through the years and even into manhood, that played a big role that I wasn't uh, always trying to be like someone else. I didn't try to dress like everybody else or do what everybody else did. I just kind of did my thing and a few people gravitated along with me. I never had a large number of friends that I hung out with. I had a few loyal people. And so uh, I found that more, more gratifying of the few friends that I had, the loyal friends that I had with this school. It was a really, really neat uh, experience. So uh, I think learning early on that I could chart my own course rather than trying to become something uh, that I wasn't or trying to be like someone else really allowed me to develop to my own self. And that's important, I think, for a man to become your own man and to, to utilize the gifts that God has given you and not to be um, uh, embarrassed or discouraged or disappointed that you're not tall like the other guy, that you're not whatever, that you don't have the, the largest hair or the better clothes, but just be kind of satisfied with who you are. And for me, that's kind of been my thing all along. I'm not, I'm certainly not better than anybody else, but I've, I've never been intimidated by what I don't have. Mm. Men tend to want to be better than other people, show their prowess. And, and, and that's that's understandable. You know, that's understandable, particularly as it deals with uh, relationship with, with women. You want to kind of impress. But I never felt that pressure uh, to do that. And uh, so uh, that, that served me fairly well. Okay, y'all, please stay tuned. We're going to take a quick little break so we can present to you our Spotlight Star of the Week. But you are not going to want to miss the rest of this men's monologue. My dad, an amazing man, is bringing you wisdom and dropping gems tonight, you guys. So exciting. Not only is he my father, an amazing man, an awesome husband, but he is also a mentor of the youth around his community. So he does this on a daily. He touches the lives and pours into young men around his Columbia, South Carolina area and around the world, really, because my father was in the military for 30 years, which gave him the opportunity to travel the world, touching people's lives as their chaplain, as their pastor, and really just pouring in the wisdom that God has gifted him to others. So he's all about a servant's heart 
all about serving his community. And I'm proud of him because he's actually a part of Black history as well. My father was the first African-American commandant of the U.S. Army's chaplain school. So we're hitting like several birds with one stone. We've got our Acts of Grace, our Menzies monologue, and our Black history fact of the week all in one. So stay tuned. Check out our Spotlight Star of the Week. You lie every time. Won't say you're sorry. Think all the fault is mine. But if you called me, I still forgot my phone. It may be hard to see, but I think you know the reason. Trying to get you out of mind. Memories pulling back each time I said it's over but that's not true Cause I can't stop loving you Now when I look back on us I see how we felt out of trust Still scared to admit the truth That I can't stop loving you You know you hurt me Yeah you messed up this time don't try to play me, cause all the fault ain't mine. When you left me, my whole world was gone. But I forgive you, since it's harder to move on. Trying to get you out my mind, my memories pull me back each time. I said it's over, but that's not true, cause I can't stop loving you. How we felt out of trust Still scared to admit the truth That I can't stop loving you My feelings are so strong Though you did me wrong I keep coming back for more I will still give in I will let you in But you're standing out Try to get you out my mind My memories pull me back each time I said it's over but that's not true Cause I can't stop loving you Now when I look back on us I see how we felt out of trust Still scared to admit the truth That I can't stop loving you Try to get you out my mind But memories pull me back each time Said it's over but that's not true Cause I can't stop loving you Now when I look back on us I see how we felt out of trust Still scared to admit the truth That I can't stop loving you Yo, what up? It's your boy Vanex here, and I am super excited to be a part of the C. Grace Foley show. Um, thank you so much, Gracie. First of all, I'm a fan of the show. I love the show. It's amazing. And I'm super excited to be a part of the Spotlight Star segment. I have new music coming, yo. It's been time. The kids have been wanting it. <laughs> and I feel like I should give the kids what they want. So <laughs> I play, I play, I play. But no, I do have new music coming out. I've been writing. I have been producing. I've been collaborating with so many amazing um, songwriters and producers for this new sound. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. Make sure you follow me at The Next Favors. And check out this new music. It's coming. 
The next favors is a singer, songwriter, producer, and actor from Youngstown, Ohio. After winning multiple songwriting contests, the next favors moved to LA at the age of 19. Two weeks after moving, he booked his first acting job, allowing him to join the SAG Actors Union. He has been in 10 national commercials and has had several appearances in TV shows and movies. He has released three EPs and will be releasing his fourth EP this year. His last EP, Black Hollywood, has had over 20 million streams. The next, I am so proud of you, brother. You know from our personal talks, like, you are doing the daggone thing. L.A., this L.A. living isn't easy, but you are doing it. Continue to push forward. I know God has, pun intended, favor over your life, a ton of it. And so he is going to continue to guide you and lead you. Just make sure you hold on strong to him because he is going to blow you up even more so than you can imagine and take you to where all your dreams aren't even fathomed. You haven't even fathomed the dreams to where he's taking you. Stay true to who you are and working hard. Don't ever get discouraged, brother, because you are doing exactly what you were created to do. I love you so much. And congratulations on being this week's Spotlight Star of the Week. All right, guys, we're going to head on back into our men's monologue and continue soaking up these gems. Daddy, you are currently a youth mentor around Columbia, South Carolina, and you've devoted your whole life, actually, to serving and pouring into the lives of others. How important are those relationships to a young man during his growth and development? And can you recall any of yours? Not only my parents, but there were a couple of other adults in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one teacher in particular, Miss Rebels, who's an elementary school teacher, uh, who was like us, like a second mother. Uh, to me, and she and she would have demanded uh, that I, you know, behave and that I do my work and things like this. I was a, a, a necessarily a brilliant child, but I was fairly smart and with, you know, proper discipline, uh, I was able to uh, do pretty well academically in school. And so that was a, that was a person. And uh, my father, as I, as I noted, worked, I mean, just massive amounts. He would go to work in the morning at seven, he'd get off. Uh, at four, go to another job until nine, get off from there, swing by the house, get a sandwich, go back to work, work most of the night. I mean, and I remember him uh, coming home between those jobs, and he wouldn't even get to bed, he'd just sit in the kitchen and fall asleep, mm-hmm. sit in the chair, and wake up and go back to work. And so those are the kind of examples I saw. But so my father didn't have a lot of, of involvement in my life, and I, I was a young Boy, as most boys do, we play baseball and all these things. My father never was able to come in in my games. But I had another man, man in my life, uh, Mo Lucas, who was uh, a, a child director down at the YM, local YMCA. And, and Mo kind of was the surrogate father for many young African-American boys. So I had to give him a lot of credit. So anyway, I grew up seeing these role models of, of black men were strong. My, my parents were, they were in the church. Mom was a deacon. His dad was a deacon. And, and uh, uh, so, so I grew up uh, around uh, good role models. And fortunately for me, you know, the Lord just blessed me. I mean, I, I, I would get into some trouble, but I never got into the type of trouble that would derail my life. I never got into a gang or anything like that. Uh, we were young boys. We 
So we ran around and did things, and that some of them were illegal. Uh, but the Lord blessed me not to get caught many times. So, <laughs> so I was able to move on from there. By the time I got to high school, uh, and I joined this thing called Junior ROTC, and that gave me a little bit more discipline mm-hmm. in my life. And then my junior year of high school, I became part of this thing called Upward Bound. And uh, if I look back on my life, I mean, that was really the thing that, that got me to where I am, at least educationally. Because until then, I didn't really have a lot of uh, excitement or, or desire to go to college. I mean, I thought about college, but I didn't know much about it because neither of my parents were college graduates. Uh, but when I got in on that organization, it really got me excited about college. And so I eventually went to college. And, you know, so it's all a matter of being in the right places at the right times with the right attitude. Then, you know, to, to uh, as a young man, uh, I moved all the way, I was on, on the East Coast, moved all the way to the West Coast for graduate school. And, of course, that is where I met your mom. And we hit it off and we had similar kind of, of, of personalities and, and you know, we went dishonest people. And so we started our little family, started our career and, and our family and, you know, we just kept working and waking up every day and next thing you know that were kids and mm-hmm. now they're grandkids and, they you know, <laughs> yeah, they, they just kind of happened they just showed up. <laughs> uh, uh, and 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 of course the the major point of this and talking about being a man you can't be a man by yourself you mm. got to have some sort of direction so my my faith in christ has been the you know certainly the key any success that I've had with my work ethics, with my faith, uh, with my health, I've been able to just keep on going. And here we are 64 years uh, later, you know, and married, you know, like I said, now you're going on 40 years here. Being a man is a wonderful thing when you know where your source of strength comes from. Uh, when you, when you're not confused uh, to think that all of this is because of me. But you recognize that that manhood is a product of faith and being able to listen. We talked about this in Bible study tonight, to listen quickly, to speak slowly, and you know, to respect other people. And so I, I, I was taught that at an early age, and here we are. Any last advice that you would give any young man listening to this right now? Well... I would just say, man, don't take yourself too seriously. Step back, slow down, and it's hard. It's hard for twenty-year-olds. It's hard for thirty-year-olds who have kids and families and all that kind of stuff and bills. It's hard for you to slow down, but when you can, find some way to slow down and appreciate where you are. Don't work so much that you miss so much. Okay, if, if, if I could do it again, okay, I would slow down. I was busy being, you know, a professional, being a military guy, busy, you know, preaching, and I, and I missed some things with my own kids. So slow down, smell the roses, because there are roses at every stage of your life. And if you miss smelling them, You'll never smell them again. 
There are some things that will happen when you're 25. If you miss it, hey, there to be here before you know it. And there's some things that are happening in your life. Learn to appreciate the people that are around you. Be quick, listen, and slow to speak. Sometimes we talk too much. We need to listen to other people. And when we listen to other people, not just hear what they say, but hear what they are feeling. So take time. We're so busy planning for tomorrow that we're missing today. You know, yesterday is a cancel check. Tomorrow is just a promissory note. Today is the only cash that you have. So spend it wisely. That's good, Daddy. I like that. Well, you guys heard it first right here from my absolute favorite man. This man is full of wisdom and knowledge, and I am so proud to be part of his legacy and that I get to call him Daddy. Yay, old man, Daddy. Thank you so much, Daddy, for joining us tonight. You've been amazing. Yes, well, I'm about to be full of this uh, butter pecan ice cream. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Daddy, love you. Thank you. Have a good time. My father just gave us a wealth of insight. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to round out, of course, with our verse of the week. I really don't have too much to say, but just to reiterate everything my father just said, I'm going to come from 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mike, drop. Enough said. (laughs) I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I will see you all next week. Have the best week ever. Hugs, loves, and blessings from above. Bye. I'm still living in that moment.